Good evening, clones. Welcome to episode 43 of the Lasercomb Podcast, the weekly show where we review classic episodes of blah, 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 blah. And that's right, brought to your depth step by Ben Darf and <laughs> Neo Crab. <laughs> I'm your hober, Dirk. Neil. <laughs> Neil Cow. Neil Cow. <laughs> With uh, Ristaber Fiend. Ristaber Fiend. <laughs> there we go. Ristaber Fiend. Rick Steiner. <laughs> okay. Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. <laughs> DDT with a Frankensteiner. Welcome to episode 43 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV with a fine tooth laser. I'm the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neo Cal, your other host. And this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are talking about the short-lived sci-fi original series, uh, Deepwater Black, as it was known in Canada, or as, it was Black. Known, or as it was known in the United States, Mission Genesis. Why are we here? Six human clones awake from Cyro sleep. A crippled ship limps through space. Destination, Earth, annihilated by a deadly plague. We are carrying what's left of the human race. Deepwater's cargo is human DNA. The mission, repopulate Earth. There is no room for error. What odds would you give them? Deepwater Black on YTV. Mission Genesis. Is there a reason why, or did they just... Like, is there something wrong with Deepwater Black? I don't know, because Deepwater Black is the name of the, the novel that this show is based on. So Mission Genesis. is Maybe it sounds more like sci-fi-y, able to grab viewers better. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, but... like Deepwater Black, you're like, oh, that sounds like a boring drama TV show. And maybe it is. But <laughs> Mission Genesis, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, it's a mission. Or, you know... Uh, like a Bible cartoon. Either way, <laughs> it's going to grab American audiences. Bible man. Bible man. Actual superhero. Bible man. Believe it or you not. You know who else is an actual superhero? Battle Pope. Battle. Yes, I used to read the Battle Pope comic <laughs> back in the mid-2000s. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had read one issue and I was like, oh, geez, this is gimmicky. And um, I finished it and I was like, no. No, that was good. <laughs> Actually kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Mission Genesis uh, slash Deepwater Black because, as chosen by our patrons, we put up a poll uh, deciding what the uh, uh, August's theme of the Lasercomb podcast should be, and uh, our patrons chose Sci-Fi Originals. Oh, Yeah. This is actually a show that I wanted to talk about for a very long time. Like when sh very shortly after we launched this podcast, I I was like I was like fuck we gotta we gotta talk about Deepwater Black because this was a show that I used to to watch back in uh, 1997. I watched through the whole thing. It's always one of those things that Siege you would bring up, and I'd go, "What is that again?" And I'd Google and I go, "Oh right, the right the the teenager clone show, right, right." right. Right. So a little bit uh, about um, 
Oh, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, this was actually uh, Sci-Fi, the Sci-Fi Channel, as it was known at the time. Now it's just Sci-Fi, S-Y-F-Y. Yeah, S-Y-F-Y. Yeah, but at the time it was uh, known as the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, this was actually their first production, their first original series. So it's it seemed appropriate to kick off uh, Sci-Fi Originals Month with uh, with this series. I didn't know that. Good for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a co-production between uh, uh, Sci-Fi Channel and uh, YTV in Canada. Uh, YTV, Canadian Channel. It feels way. YTV. It does feel YTV. And indeed, that's what it aired on back in 1997. And 12-year-old Siege uh, uh, watched it every week. I was uh, I was quite into this show. So what's the uh, what's what's the the gist? Like, what, what is this about? If you had to give me a sentence to sell me on it the elevator pitch yeah yeah the elevator pitch if you will uh deepwater black is about a uh deep space arc essentially carrying clone i it doesn't i can't remember if it goes into it uh in the series but um carrying clones of famous people like young like teenage clones of uh of famous people and i say teenage but you know the actors playing them in the show are clearly in their twenties, as is as, tradition, <laughs> as was the way on television yeah. at the time. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, so they're uh, uh, the Deepwater Black is the name of the the ship that they're on. Said Deep Space Arc. Uh, it's inhabited by uh, six teenage clones of uh, famous people, like uh, uh, inventors and whatnot. Smart people, you know, people of um prestige from earth's history yeah exactly so uh i can't remember why but something happens in the first episode that uh awakens them and they uh have to carry on their mission because uh earth has been wiped out by mysterious plague so this deep space arc has these clones on it and it also is carrying dna matrixes as they call it in this episode mayonnaise jars full of <laughs> the the slime from the 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, you know the there's like a warehouse the... just full of old like mayonnaise jars full of like 90s nickelodeon slime i was gonna and say, they used some the, of that on this show <laughs> the, the slime that they would dump on you in uh you you can't do that on television you can't do that on t television um they used some of that in there's like a ytv kids um competitive like game show called uh-oh right they got slimed in that slime everywhere. Slime, I had slime. It's a river of slime. <laughs> slime <laughs> was where it was at in the nineties. I don't know what happened. When were we done with with slime? Uh, I I don't know. It kind of got started in the eighties, I think. And oh, definitely. You know I'm gonna blame the 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 slime phenomenon on Ghostbusters. I was just gonna, gonna say it must gonna be go Ghostbusters' ahead. fault. Just gonna uh, go Ghostbusters, TMNT. Oh yeah. Right? Like, just radioactive and slime and alien ooze. <laughs> Creepy crawlers. <laughs> Actually, bringing up T TMNT, um, uh, little, you know, a little bit of sad news. Uh, we recently lost uh, actor David Warner, who uh, uh, played played the uh, the doctor who invented the ooze in the second uh, Ninja Turtles movie. He also... Mm -hmm. We uh, we we just covered Stargate SG One uh, recently. He actually so uh, uh, rip in peace, uh, David Warner, uh, fantastic character actor. 
As I mentioned, he was the scientist who created the ooze in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, he played one of the priors of the Ori in Stargate SG-1. He did a lot of uh, voice work. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, had a had brought a very distinct level of gravitas to like just any role that he was in. So, uh, rest in peace, David Warner. Yeah, rest in peace. Anyway, so... Uh, Deepwater Black. Deepwater Black. So uh, this intro. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to talk about it? Yeah. So um, anyway, so we put, uh, as always, we put uh, Deepwater Black slash Mission Genesis through the old random number generator last week, and we landed on the penultimate episode, tw the 12th, which was the 12th episode because it only lasted uh, uh, 13, one season of 13 episodes. So this is episode 12, Infestation, which originally aired on December 15th, 1997. And when I was watching this earlier, I'm like, huh, I totally remember this episode. I kind of remember this episode. And I remember like 10, 11-year-old me going, this show is kind of boring, huh? <laughs> uh... But as an adult, I can appreciate certain things about it. Uh, yeah yeah so uh <laughs> so the episode opens with um uh two of the the main clones uh uh what's her name yuna clone, clone a and clone b <laughs> yuna and blondie all right <laughs> yuna and Seems blondie. legit i i don't actually know what his name is but anyway this is a relic of our time because of the uh bleach blonde like messy Look, I'm surprised both of his ears don't have hoops in them. Yeah, yeah, R right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I it's yeah. As soon as right away when I saw this guy, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is um, this is definitely 1997. Yeah, the the distant, the the far off distant future of 1997. Yeah, so um. So they're they're outside. They're the uh, as I mentioned, the Deepwater Black is the ship that they're on. The uh, the interstellar like arc ship. Um, they're outside. It's small when they're on the inside, but apparently this is a very very big ship. Yeah, that's you know why that is good, sir, because of the very cheap set design. Uh, I see. <laughs> uh, what game? What uh, I, I would have never have known. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, Yuna and Blondie are outside of the Deepwater Black uh, in like a ship, like a shuttle, doing some repairs, and something goes wrong, and they go back on the ship, and we get introduced to like the uh, the captain dude who kind of looks like a uh, uh, bargain bin red Power Ranger to me. I was going to say they're clearly going for the leader type, white male with short dark hair. Red Ranger, yeah, you know, he's somebody that could be serious. He's even wearing a red shirt. For Christ's sake, he's wearing I'm, like a red vest or, or something. And I'm like, I'm getting Red Power Ranger vibes from yeah, him. Yeah, very, very odd. Like uh, President's Choice or Great Value, <laughs> Red Power Ranger. Uh, I'm surprised one of the characters isn't wearing a visor. Right. I, I tried to look for my visor for this episode. Couldn't find, couldn't find it. I'm surprised one of the characters isn't wearing, just wearing like a, um, uh, like a replica of Geordi LaForge's visor from Star oh, Trek. Oh yeah, 
inspiration. <laughs> and then whenever they need to talk to somebody, they just like lift it up and use it as a hairband. Yeah, there you go. Hey, writer, writers <laughs> from over 20 years ago, I'm, <laughs> I'm available. Yeah, uh, 25, uh, 25 year. Uh, if you need us to rewrite your 25 year old TV show, then you've come to the right place. That's right. And I've got a lot of good things to say about the show, but let me tell you, the writing certainly isn't up there. Uh, um, I have been part of. Uh, nor is the acting. Groups. I have been part of improv groups that do that are better at both of those things. <laughs> uh, the acting in this uh, in this show is wildly inconsistent. I was going to say inconsistent is there. There you go. That that's a good word uh, because it's not like they're all bad. Just just some of them are bad, and sometimes the good actors have really bad scenes. Right. And I kind of feel like they got the script like the morning that they would film. Like, the, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and whenever there were like plot holes, they were like, oh, shoot. And, like the writer was on the side, like pulling his hair out, being like, uh, uh, how do we fix this? Uh, oh, explain everything at the end. <laughs> and, big, big ups, <laughs> big ups. And, and that's what happens in this episode, unfortunately. There's a bunch of bullshit. And then at the end, they try to explain it. And I'm like, there is indeed a bunch of bullshit. So uh, there's a uh, bunch of bullshit. So let's get into it. So Lundy and Uma are like flirting after their job, building the ship in the shuttle. Yep. And And there's uh, a scuttle. There's a scuttle bug. mm -hmm. The shuttle bug. And so uh, Red Pat, the Red Ranger is uh, chastising Zach, who is like their, their tech guy. Mm-hmm. He, he like goes to his room and is like chastising him for not helping. And I don't really understand why. Cause Zach is just like, Hey, I'm, he's like, you're just a, a layabout. You're not, you're laying around doing nothing. And he's like, yeah, it's great. If you need help, just ask. And like, I didn't really Thank understand. I, 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 didn't really, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand what he's giving him shit for. It's like, you didn't ask, you didn't ask for his help. So okay, so that guy's vibe. Uh, who's orange shirt guy? I, I like I like the cut of his jib. He's like drinking some sort of like orange fluid out of a beaker, and he's oh, like the... actually lounging. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Zach, the uh, the tech guy. And um, that whole like, hey, instead of coming and like chewing me out, why why don't you just ask? So many workplaces. Oh, like hey, if you're like standing around, then you're not working, and if you're not working, why am I paying you? <laughs> fuck you <laughs> right <laughs> right but it's just like hey don't come in here and like yell at me so i vibe with zach here totally don't zach. come in here yelling at me and being all like oh chain of command um and just be like hey if you needed me to do something then let me know yeah. like, i'm not adverse to work but like i'm not going to pretend to look busy how many jobs almost all service positions um there are people that are really good at pretending to look busy and i hate those positions man i got i got pretty good at that at my old job to be perfectly (laughs) honest i i got pretty good at just uh Mm -hmm. looking like i was doing stuff all the time even if i was literally just like walking around the store like doing fuck all i had one uh (laughs) guy i worked with in my old job who was like the king of that man he could write a book on how to uh how to how to um never do any work 
but look like you're the busiest employee on site. You know what? One thing that helps um, is uh, carry a clipboard and a pen around. Clipboard and a pen? Yep. yep. And every once in a while, look down and like switch directions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like look at something random and like write a random word down on your yeah, clipboard. Or pretend to write something or yep. draw circles in the margin. <laughs> Yeah, so Zach is like, get a, hey, hey, homie, get off my back. I'm enjoying this fluid here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying this uh, potent potable beverage. <laughs> so we get uh, we join the others, and they slide something into what the um, genius directors, um, set directors, try to make look like some sort of scanning device or MRI or X-ray thing. Right, it's just an archway well-lit yeah. archway and i'm like and on a table and i'm like good job <laughs> working with the budget because all the budget went into the cg uh, yes that the, this show ha is filled with a uh, very dated looking 1997 cg and like, unfortunately that's where the budget <laughs> went folks the seed the, the cg in this uh in this show is of the quality of the 1980s show captain power and the soldiers of the future this 1997 but separated CG, by 15 years <laughs> this uh, uh 1997 show has uh cg on par with a show from like 1986 <laughs> captain power that's a show we should definitely cover on this podcast at one point I've only seen clips. Uh, I used to I used to love Captain Power when I was a kid, and I, I had the toys and everything. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, what is the Blondie and um, uh, Uma? Yuna? Yuna? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what they're scanning this thing, and they're like, "Huh, that's weird." It is like biological traces. Blah blah blah. Well, how could they, that be? They they find a hole has been eaten through like um. Uh, some of the metal in like this doorway or whatever when they were fixing yeah there's like a panel and yeah they're like how how could this have been chewed away it's like titanium di admium light admium there we go admium they, uh, for some reason this show felt the need to make up its own type of metal for some reason it's harder than diamond yeah well it, yeah, yeah wait, if it's harder than diamond then how to careful <laughs> careful <laughs> with your sci-fi right uh, uh... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Blondie is like, uh, how could it have eaten through uh, uh, the uh, pure admium? It's it's harder than diamond. That's one line that stuck out to me, and I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just say titanium. <laughs> right. And so uh, they end up, uh, Zach, they, they, they go to get Zach for help, and he's like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll give you a hand. See? That's Since all you asked. had to do. Yeah. <laughs> all you had to do was just ask. And so he ends up... Oh, uh, he, his hair's dyed too. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. He uh, Zach ends up doing some science. I can't remember why, but he comes... He does how. some science and he's all like, oh, this is harder than blah, blah, blah. And he touches it a bit. And then they summon the, um, the, the, the MILF AI hologram. Yeah. I have things to say about this AI, that this hologram, because later on in the episode when she appears again, they're uh, Zach and I can't remember who else uh, are weirdly hostile toward her for like no reason. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that, but I'm like, yeah. what is she like? Was she antagonistic in the first couple episodes? Like I, 
does she treat them like teenagers and she refuses to work with them but no it just seems that um later on she can't help them but she gives them sass too so they're both hostile to each other at one point um she's like well i can't give you that information and they're like come on just do it you stupid old bitch (laughs) and and they're like and she's like i can't because my senses were damaged by the creature slash creatures we're going to be dealing with right and they're like well why didn't you say so and she's like because you didn't ask (laughs) and i'm like i cool who who fucking programmed this (laughs) this ai you didn't ask and it's like well that's kind of pertinent information lady so i i don't like uh, your scanners are kind of on the fritz i don't i don't like that exchange yeah, I, I didn't like that scene at all. I'm like, I, I, I didn't understand the, the hostility. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, well. well. Well, anyway, so, uh, uh, but in the first scene where we get introduced to this uh, hologram, their they're, uh, e- emergency medical hologram, if you will, their EMH. <laughs> <laughs> she has a name, but I, whatever, uh, she's the emergency medical, ho- medical hologram now. Yeah, the EMH. Uh, according to Wikipedia, her name is Jen. Jen, okay. With a G E N, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what happens here? Uh, because because she is a uh, fourth generation advanced uh, holographic uh, computer system. Fourth generation. Holy! Can you imagine how fucking bad the first three generations <laughs> must have been? <laughs> so they try to do a little uh, scene from Alien here, where they send Blondie. Um, up into uh, the service shafts, right? With armed with nothing but a uh, tiny, like little flashlight, because um, they picked up some sort of like bioorganic signature, and it tries to make it scary. But we know what's happening because the show has already shown us what the alien looks like, and it's a big slug. Yeah, it's like a crustacean-looking, like little thing, and it's like slow and it squeaks. It's not scary, so it's like. What they're giving me mixed messages here. They're like this dimly lit like surface tunnel, and he's like crawling through it. Oh, and then something moves, but it's just a bunch of loose wires. And it's like, haven't you watched Star Trek? Clean up your tunnels, right? <laughs> but the, it's an electrical hazard in here. <laughs> well, and weirdly enough, like even before this, uh, Zach is the one who Jeffrey after- tubes is what they're called, right? Jeffrey's tubes, yeah. Jeffrey's tubes. Yeah. So Zach is the. Um... Uh, is the one who speculates that uh, the thing that's eating through all the admium on the ship is uh, sp- space bugs. And everyone l- is like, no, that can't be possible. You're crazy. You're in but deep then, space. Yeah, but what then, are you, stupid? But then we, like, we've already seen the space bugs anyway, so the, the, the conflict here doesn't... That's really what I mean. This, this feels like a high school improv group, and they're just working with the sets left over from the drama club ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because just like the... we already like you said we already know this bug so yeah. like having this big conversation that takes like a minute or two where they're like arguing with each other about the bug feels like guys come on i only got you for like 20 minutes <laughs> right uh so what happens with the uh the the scene from alien he uh blondie ends up finding the bug he ends and... up finding it but there's no conflict he's just kind of like picks up his radio and he's like guys i i got it there's a bug 
uh, send somebody else like with a trap and I'm going to stand here and point my flashlight at it. And right. then he does. And then Bob just waits for them. And I'm like, this is so... <laughs> 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 what <if>? Who wrote <laughs> He just stands there and like Red Ranger shows up with this like containment like cage and, and that's it. He just, yeah, the, they... the bug patiently waited for his friend to get here. So, and I'm so like, they... okay, it's not hostile. That's cool. So, so they capture the thing, and immediately uh, the Red Power Ranger is like, all right, we got to kill this thing. And they're like, and Zack is like, no, this thing is a uh, new form of life, a great scientific discovery. We need to study it. And Red, the Red Ranger is like, no, it's too dangerous. We got to kill this thing. And while this scene back is... and forth with all the um with all the uh the crew yeah while this scene is going on like and they get there in the scene eventually but while this scene is going on i'm like the thing is a space bug just shoot it back into space why do you need to either and one of them one of them says that it's like uh, one of them one of the girls one of them eventually says that uh in this scene but it like it takes so long when it's like it's such an obvious like if you don't want to keep it because you think it could be dangerous just just throw it back outside and kudos to um them because they're they're very uh like progressively minded they're mm -hmm. very much like hey no like we don't have any right to kill this thing it's just a like it's it's a it's a living being right and but yeah it, it, they take a long time to come to the conclusion and i'm like yeah just yeet that motherfucker back out into space yeah, and just, indeed, just they do decide upon that. It <laughs> Throw it in the fucking uh, the the garbage chute and pull the lever. <laughs> they must have something like that, right? They must, yeah. Uh, and they do decide to do that, but for whatever reason, they decide to accompany the bug. Like they yeah. do go into that. Um, um, they they do go into an area where there's like a what's it called? An airlock. An airlock, yeah. And they suit up, two of them. And, man, you see what's going to come a mile away. You're like, oh, geez, what's going to happen? Like, they're, they're I, probably going to be attacked, right? I actually laughed out loud uh, in this scene because... Um, so, who 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 are in the airlock? It's it's the, the Red Ranger and one other, some other chick, right? It is... Yeah, she's like the... Sci one of the scientists... The, right. the curly haired girl yeah and they're both in there and oh man this is so the action scenes in this are so laughably badly directed <laughs> and choreographed i so so the space I couldn't have asked for less the space bug tur turns hostile and attaches itself to uh to the red rangers uh helmet because they're they're both wearing spacesuits because they're in an airlock and they shoot some of them out into space because it multiplied while it was inside the cage, right? Right. And so the the chick that's in there with him, I think her name is uh, uh, I think her name is Garrett, according to Wikipedia. That's the right. right character. It could also be Lise. Who knows? I've got a problem with this. This is common in sci-fi. It jumped onto his mask, and he was acting. Like he was getting knocked out or weakened, but he's wearing a suit. Yeah, he's wearing a spacesuit. If anything, how like, did it knock him out? The only real danger that it's actually posing to him right here is if, if it that, punctures the the seal. 
if it punctures the seal, yeah, he's fucked because they're they're in an airlock. It jumps onto the helmet and he passes out. Yeah, but it doesn't puncture the the suit. And so uh, the the chick that's in there with him gets uh, grabs a laser gun and like shoots it off of him. They have late by the way, folks. They have laser guns in this show. Oh, sorry, they have laser guns, right? And that's how they <laughs> got a couple of them. They shot a couple of them out of the airlock. And because she is afraid of um, it puncturing the suit, she tells Zach, hey, we didn't get them all out. Close the airlock, though. Yeah. And so then she, they shoot it off the helmet. So she shoots it off the helmet. Oh, and my then God. She turns her back. And then comically, the thing fucking, like, jumps on just very, like, terrible CGI. Just jumps, like, onto her helmet. But how did it get behind? Maybe there was more than just one. Anyways, she shoots it off and then it shows it on the ceiling and it immediately drops onto the back of her space helmet. Yeah. And again, she's like, ah, acting <laughs> like it hurts. And I'm like, it, but it's not touching you. Right. So right? that's it's like, uh, yeah, the, the, this, this whole scene uh, cracked me up. Right. It's like uh, um, when you're playing with a cat, but you're like wearing like long sleeves. Yeah, you can't really feel it. it's like teeth or like claws. You don't go ooh ow ooch ow. So I'm like, uh, are they connect? Are they are they sentient space shoot suits that are like connected to their bodies and they feel the pain through? The no, no, they're just normal spacesuits. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like ah ah, and she's struggling with it. And then the others come to like shoot it off of her, and they're like, lie down, lie down, you're hurt. And I'm like, is she? It's kind of like um, that that horror trope when something jumps on somebody's face or like something jumps, like your hand takes control and your hand's like coming at you or like whatever. And you're like, uh, or somebody's holding a little monster oh, and they're doing this. And I'm like, what is it propelling itself off of? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That, that trope where she's like, ah, and it's like on her back, but it's just like calmly reach back and crush it. Mm hmm. And if you can't pull it off or like crush crush it, that's it. Like it has no mass when it's on. It doesn't weigh five hundred pounds, right? And uh, they end up figuring out that this uh, that these things multiply every uh, three hours or so. Yeah. So they've they've only got one left on the ship now, but they they need to do something about it fast because it's going to multiply again for three hours and they're in three hours, and then they're it's going to be uh it's going to be no bueno at that point. And so they gear up because they have laser guns and yeah. flashlights. Boy oh boy, do they have flashlights! Uh, and they need the flashlights because it's eating through the power. Woo! Space slugs. Yeah, it uh, yeah, and... it, it it eats through anything uh, admium. Something um, uh, I forgot to mention earlier was the reason why the uh, the AI lady Jen is um, is on the fritz is because like some of her like semiconductors or something like that are made with admium, and these space bugs are eating through them. So that's why she's kind of the, the that's EM why she's on the on and unfortunately. Unfortunately, the power, not only for her, but uh, parts of the ship are admium. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? So the lights go off at some point, which is why they need the flashlights. Right. Uh, so they go and hunt this. They go on a... Just the two of them. 
curiously. <laughs> they, they go all space marine and uh, decide to go uh, hunt the alien down. And they happen across the uh, DNA matrixes. Which are big mayonnaise jars stored on shelves. Yep. There's uh, 128 of them. And they're 27 now. <laughs> 27 now. Because so, it changed its diet. Ooh. Yeah, so it uh it decided to eat one of these quote DNA matrixes, which is uh a big problem for them because they if uh they they need these to create more clones when they eventually land on whatever planet they're going to. And also and... the space bug eating the quote dna ma I, I fucking hate that name it's so stupid dna matrixes yeah so okay. the space bug eating the goo eating the the ooze yeah the the human uh the human goo and they what on the fly they decide that i mentioned this earlier on the fly they decide that oh it must adapt and change its uh structure its biological like like structure um to suit its environment right and it must because, be now eating organics because it's eat, now eaten uh the uh dna matrix it uh has gained the ability to like mutate itself much like biological life on earth but at like a rapid uh pace rather than over the course of uh hundreds of generations so now instead of just looking like a space slug it looks like a space slug with a giant like infected tumor on it like tumorous and also it has the taste for organics that's what people are made out of Ooh, it's got a taste for human blood and it's coming for them right at a really slow pace on a shelf oh yeah. boy are you ready for the worst action like <laughs> suspense scene i've ever seen in my entire life and i say this like truthfully but also like joyously like this is what i mean by kind of like drama club like high school right so they they see it and zach is like it's mutated and it's coming right for us and he literally says that and it's coming right for us looks out look out and he pushes her are you at this this point he pushes her and she very badly like action rolls across the wall <laughs> and he kind of like action dives and it jumps the, the animation's hilarious for this thing it jumps up onto a shelf so Zach saved them I guess she points the gun at it but then Zach is like help me stepsister I'm stuck and his sneakers are stuck in a like between a table uh, yeah like I a didn't... pipe and a wall I didn't really understand what was going on here personally and he's like, help me, help me, I'm stuck, please. And he shines the flashlight at this thing coming at him, like literally the the pace of a snail, despite the fact it just jumped 15 feet. All right. And he's like, please help me, my foot's stuck. And I'm like, take your shoe off. Yeah. Just, or, or shoot it. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot, shoot it, it's eight feet away. And it's looking at him. They're presuming that it wants to eat him. But it's on parts of the ship. Like, wouldn't it just continue eating the ooze or the ship? And I, uh, what was her name? Um, uh, the main uh, girl? Grit. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, this girl that's with him, the curly-haired girl. Uh, oh, Grit. That's, uh, Grit, maybe? Grit, yeah. Um, she's like, quick, throw me your flashlight. And I'm like, you can walk over to him. He's like, 
It's like right, it's right there. But he throws her his flashlight. She catches it and she dips it in the DNA matrix goo. Right. But like the mount she dips in is kind of like if you were to dip um like you know uh, like a mini carrot into ranch and then eat it, you wouldn't even taste the ranch. She like dips it in this goo and she takes the flashlight with barely any of this DNA matrix goo on it and throws it into the corner of the room. Uh, and the creature to away. lure it over and the creature goes oh, and turns and suddenly leaps over at it. And I'm like, okay, so we can jump across the room. So it clearly wasn't coming for him. Or was <laughs> it menacingly crawling at a, at a pace of two centimeters per hour? Menacingly uh, crawling uh, in order to create tension. In order to create tension. And this is... Why didn't she just shoot it when it was on the shelf? And it explodes because it's made out of Admium. So I guess you could say, oh, she didn't want him to be caught in the laser fire. Because she shoots it like six times. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I was confused about that. I, I didn't understand why. I'm like... Why Why did you lure it away from him to shoot him? Like, why didn't you just Thank shoot you. going toward him? And I'm like, are you just worried that you're, like, that you, you have the aim of a stormtrooper and are going to accidentally hit Zack? And indeed, when it's in the corner, she does more damage to, like, the ship and the circuitry and stuff, trying to blow this thing up. And it turns into, like, aluminum sparks and, you know, some fireworks kind of go off. So maybe... Yeah, she she thought she would. It's eight feet away from him, by the way. And he's like, ah, oh, help me. Ah, oh, my foot's stuck. And it's like, well, you got in there. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a dad talking to a kid that's like got his like arm or like foot like stuck between two things. And it's like, well, you got it in there somehow. <laughs> Figure it out. Right. And then, of course, like he he pulls his foot out with ease afterwards. And it explodes, and I'm like, did she know it was going to explode? How, how could she, though? How could? Because they haven't shot them. I, well, now here's the thing: they, she they dipped it in the ranch. She dipped here. it in the the. She dipped it in the green ooze, and then tossed the flashlight into the corner, and it was like, ooh, and it jumped over to get it, like a dog playing fetch. Right. Why wasn't it attracted to the ooze that had puddled beside her? Why was it attracted to the little bit on the flashlight? Uh, because of uh, plot contrivance. It's <laughs> it's so shockingly like I, this is so badly written. That's what I mean by I could improvise. Like put me on the set, I can improvise a better like action scene than this. And there, obviously, there must be a writer, right? Was there? I just was there. <laughs> uh, the, I, episode... I'm shocked at how bad <laughs> that action scene was yeah it's like this show is just a, a bunch of theater kids who like broke into a uh, sound stage for some like uh some other sci-fi show and just decided to like start acting shit out like overnight while the real crew was like yeah like on <laughs> it's like they broke and they were like they broke onto the set of like star trek voyager or something like that <laughs> <laughs> They broke onto, yeah, one of the sets of Star Trek Voyager and they were like, okay, okay, okay. We got like a few hours to like get this. Let, let's do this. And uh, they they came out with this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the characters don't even interact with the plot of this episode, which is weird. So yeah, at the end of the episode, 
they're in med bay they're getting shot with things because they've seen star trek you shoot things into people's arms right to to make them better and they're getting like vaccinated or cleansed or whatever it is they're doing and now they explain all the stupid bullshit in the episode but it's not needed i don't need like a a a wishy-washy like scientific explanation for everything that happened but they give it to us anyway especially because everything that happened is all pretty straightforward yeah it it adapted it started eating organics uh that made it dangerous to the crew they needed to get rid of it and red ranger was right the only good bug is a dead bug (laughs) Uh, i I don't understand there's so many plot holes now that i'm reviewing this with you like for instance if they wanted to blast it off into space why did they need to go into the airlock with it right they they could have just thrown i didn't even think of that they could have just thrown it into the airlock and then f- flick the switch like the switch and See then you later fuckers bye <laughs> and then when it breaks out of the cage well whatever enjoy your free snack well anyway that was uh that was episode uh 12 of mission genesis slash deep water black uh it sure was uh, infestation but- by the way, this show is not available anywhere. Like, it's not available to stream. Uh, it's not available to purchase. Like, nothing. Fortunately, someone on archive.org actually uploaded... Uh, Doing very, God's work. <laughs> very, very clearly... Um, uh, like VHS. Record- <laughs> yeah, very clearly recorded on VHS back in 1997. and uh, There are cuts with commercials. There are. In there between. sure are. <laughs> uh, but like, like I said, doing God's work, all the episodes are on there. <laughs> <laughs> so who, uh, whoever did that? Yeah. Uh, if uh, anyone's interested, I'll put a, a link to the uh, to the series uh, in the in the description uh, uh, in the description for this episode of the podcast. And uh, well, so Cal, you just caught a random episode of Deepwater Black. Would you uh, would you tune in again? Here's the thing, I like like '90s drum. I like the girl, and she's kind of edgy, and she's got short hair. I like Blondie, right? I like the girl with like the red hair, and she's got chopsticks like through them. I like the like the 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 diverse cast and the archetypes, and they're so corny. And I and I like like young actors doing like stuff, but like. With the amount of CG that they put into the episode, including like the creature, like, please, for the love of God, like, get a couple pitches for the episode. Right. And I, like, it, there's five minutes of episode somehow stretched out <laughs> into, into 22. And I can't, man. I, like I said, I, if, if you look at screenshots of it, I'm like, these guys look cool. Like hell, any video like listeners, like look at the way I'm dressed. I'm like all about it. Like all aboard. Like the guy's got a bowling shirt. The other guy's dressed like red Ranger. They've got a diverse cast. They're, you know, like young actors. It's a new show. Like you said, it was sci-fi's like first like production, mm-hmm. but like, by God, it's bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to say yes, but I have to say no, <laughs> I wouldn't. It, and indeed, eleven year old me didn't. <laughs> interestingly enough, uh the, the main chick on the show, you uh Una, the actress who played her, ended up very shortly after this, uh joining the cast of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So that's uh, where I recognize. So she her. went 
She actually went places. Good for her. Uh, Blondie looks familiar. Can't tell you how, but it could just be that, like, all oh. like young actors looked at like looked like that guy. But I'm sure I've seen him in other things. She's still acting too. Uh, her name is Nicole uh, DeBoer. Okay, okay, Nicole DeBoer. Uh, she's uh, there's a photo, recent photo of her on Wikipedia too. She's uh, quite a lovely lady. She can rock the uh, the the short hair. Oh yeah, there she is on on Star Trek. Yeah, she yeah. she's still acting too. Oh. No way, she was in an episode of uh, Dr. Allison, or she played Dr. Allison Porter in an episode of Stargate Atlantis. And Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Small, small world. And she was in three episodes of Haven, which uh, we were, was a show we were actually, me and Cal were talking about in the uh, the preamble. Uh, um, I, did you already say this, or have I just like been blocking this episode out of my uh, psyche? Uh, What's your what's your verdict? Uh, Based on this, you just <laughs> you just caught a random episode of Deep Water Black. <laughs> Would you tune in next week? Yes, actually, um, it is the writing in this uh, episode is absolutely atrocious. This should have been a uh, uh, this should have been the B plot of an episode while something more important was going on. That well said. Well said, my friend. This should have been the background <laughs> plot yeah. as something more important was going on. Yeah. Um, There's but... an episode titled Siege. I know, Yeah, I know. There's also we an just episode... missed it. There's also an episode called Prime. There's also an episode called Neo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I actually really like the cast, and I like uh, a few of the characters. Um, I especially like Zach. I was uh yeah I I jive with with him a uh, Craig Kirkwood he is apparently a lawyer by trade now he doesn't act anymore went on to bigger and more profitable uh <laughs> things uh who's the blonde guy let me see here uh captain and engineer uh... mm-hmm so Captain and Engineer, that I'm guessing is uh, the Red Ranger. Cap- yeah, Red Ranger. I think the blonde uh, guy is Jason Cadu. Uh, oh, he's Bren. Okay. Uh, Jason Cadu. Let's see. Uh... Oh, wow. He was in Total Recall 2070, Earth Final Conflict, and Relic Hunter. Man, <laughs> did you watch Relic Hunter? I did, yeah. That's I, me that, too, my my dude. That's uh that's fucking that that is a lineup of late nineties uh TV right there. Right? Mission Genesis, Total Recall twenty seventy, Earth Final Conflict and Relic Hunter. That was basically uh space. The channel that was basically uh the channel the Canadian channel space in nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah. yeah. The the space channel, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm a big big fan of space channel. Which is now called CTV Sci-Fi. They changed the name. Ew. Yeah, they Why? changed the name of it a couple of years ago. They changed the name of um, of Bravo to CTV Drama, and they changed the name of the uh, the comedy network to CTV Comedy. Oh, it, it's dumb. Canadian not... channels that are fond, be fond memories of. Yeah. Whoa, but, uh, that's him. Is it Jason Cadu? Wait, that doesn't look like 
All right. I, I'm I'm going in. Search the web. No, for Jason. Oh, that that's the Red Ranger, I think. That's the Red Ranger. Okay, so we're on it, folks. We you know, we I, it's it's kind of hilarious that we didn't we don't do this beforehand and we're just <laughs> calling people Blondie and Curly Hair and Zach. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Gordon Michael Wolvet. Is that him? That's gotta be him, right? That, that, yeah, that's definitely him. I just Googled him. There we go, folks. We did it. I thought the Red Ranger was the guy in charge. But uh, what I thought too. Apparently, no, it's uh Blondie is the guy who's in charge. Huh. Never didn't see that coming. He's an eye zombie? Uh, There's they're supposed to be teenagers, and he the, he was 27 when the show came out. Nice. He's got the look. Oh, no way. He was uh one of the first program jockeys for YTV's The Zone. And that's uh, why he's so familiar. The original main host for video and arcade top 10. Holy shit. Right. I feel, I feel bad now. Like I was like, man, this guy looks so familiar, but maybe he just has that like nineties blonde hair, like familiarity. Right. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, YTV's the zone and like video and arcade top 10. That is like nineties Canadiana right there. Um, he was also on that sci-fi uh, thing with um, who was uh, Hercules? Kevin. Kevin Sorbo. I I think he was on that that Andromeda. show. Too. Yeah, yeah. Andromeda. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. He was on an episode of Sliders. Oh, FX shit. the series. Uh, yeah. He hasn't was done he... anything for a few years now, but. Oh, he was. He was on Hercules. Huh. Huh. Oh, <laughs> he, for him. he was on he, everything. He was in Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. What the heck? Yeah. Wow, we just found like the <laughs> 90s kid. Yeah. Like the, the 90s guy. <laughs> yeah. Gordon Michael Wolvet. Road to Avonlea. That was a show that was on CBC all the time. Hair. Ha! He was on the uh, Heritage Minutes, which, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you're not Canadian, you're not going to know what Heritage Minutes are. They're all amazing. amazing. Just uh, just Google like Canada Heritage Minutes. They're these like little, uh, really like cheap, low budget, uh, little short films about Canadian history. They're so good. They would often air in between broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. On the CBC and whatnot. They're so uh, good, those heritage minutes. Although I kind of uh, question the the authentic, the historical accuracy of them because there's how dare one, you? <laughs> there's one uh, about the uh, about the creation of Superman that was one of the most popular ones, um, and uh, uh, the 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 info in that little heritage minutes uh, short was uh, was wrong. How dare you? Completely wrong. So Heritage it, Minutes would never lie to us. So uh, I, I kind of question just uh, the historical accuracy of the rest of them because of it. But, of course, you know, not enough to actually, like, do any sort of God, no. journalism. <laughs> no, we, knew, we knew what show we were covering, and we never even thought to, like, look, look at <laughs> the actors or the characters' names until after we were done. Well, that's... We only have so much energy for legitimate journalism. Right. And it's also funnier if we don't look anything up. 
Like we're not coming into these podcasts as an authority. No, no. <laughs> right. We're just a couple of dudes watching a random episode of a different TV show every week. Yeah. <laughs> but I think well, that's I think that's part of our charm. And uh That's listen, right. <laughs> listener, if you agree, let us know in the comments or what whatever. Send us an email or something. Anyway. That's right. And if you like the episode, then then we'll listen to you more. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell us, hey, get your shit together and maybe at least spend five minutes reading the wiki for the show you're covering beforehand. And this gets over 100 downloads, then maybe we will. Yeah. Um, uh, when one of those uh, uh, mythical uh, things happens. <laughs> when the stars align. <laughs> when the st- and the planet and Mercury is in retrograde. When the stars align and the uh, the DNA matrixes are uh, fully compromised, stuck, ready to go. Anyway, th- that was episode That's... four three of the Laser Comb Podcast. Uh, if you want to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this podcast, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, there is now a single $5 tier, which gets you everything, gets you the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of, gets you preamble audio for this and uh, other shows we do week in and week out. Uh, you can see get- our great fumbling with the intro <laughs> that we did. It gets you uh, a monthly-ish commentary track for uh, a movie of our choosing or sometimes of our patrons choosing. And it uh, also gets you our uh, weekly-ish news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. So if you want to get in on all of that, Patreon. There are little things like this, like um, our theme, the the sci-fi uh, right. originals. Um, that was voted on. Yeah, that was voted on by, by our patrons. So... Uh, uh, that's something I've started uh, uh, doing recently is putting up polls on uh, Patreon. And uh, yeah, they seem to be popular. So I'm going to keep doing that. Anyway, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are at? And I am at NeoCal. N-E-O. <laughs> One sec. Sorry about that. Uh, trying to drown out the uh, the rumbling in the background. The elephants. Rumbling. The rumbling yeah. in the Bronx. Rumbling in the Bronx. One of my favorite <laughs> Jackie Chan movies, by the way. I've actually uh, I I love it. Um what the heck was I saying? Oh, I'm NeoCal on Twitter. <laughs> N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh we'll be back next week with episode 44 of the Laser Comb Podcast, where we're gonna be continuing on with Sci-Fi Originals Month, and I think we settled on uh doing 12 monkeys next. Oh yeah. So we, as always, we are going to go to the old random number generator. And first time, but before that, I'm going to hit share screen. There just so that you know that we're legit. Yeah, just so you know that I, I was legitimately uh, Googling, uh, uh, not Googling, <laughs> Bing searching uh, Gordon Michael Wool. Wolvet. Wolvet. I don't know why I was having a hard time saying that. Twelve Monkeys, American science fiction film. I didn't know it was directed by Terry Gilliam. Uh, all right. So, how many episodes do we have? List of Twelve Monkeys episodes. Uh, it lasted. Wow, there were four seasons. <laughs> yeah, forty-seven episodes. 
So, one random number is between 1 and 47, and here we go. Where it stops? Everybody knows. Everybody knows that it stopped on episode 30, which is... Season 3, episode... Season 3, episode 4, Brothers. Brothers! Brother, brother! Alright, so... Alright. We'll be back next week with that. And until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Take a trip to